You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. HBO's hottest show is back for its third season. Bill Hader stars as a tall drink of water, Barry Berkman, a hitman from Cleveland, home of the Mmm Browns, which is when an entire shirtless football team takes turns feeding you warm chocolate brownies. Barry travels to Los Angeles, home of animal-style 4x4s, which is when you and three guys lay on top of one another between two large pieces of bread and a little person with a caulking gun sprays you with Thousand Island dressing. Barry is there to kill someone, but finds himself joining an acting class taught by Gene Cousineau, played by Silver Fox Henry Winkler, where he meets aspiring actress Sally Reed, Sarah Goldberg, and begins to question his path in life as he deals with his criminal associates, such as Monroe Fuchs, Papa Bear Stephen Root, and No-Ho Hank, Anthony Kerrigan, as smooth and as sexy as an oiled-up Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But before he got all beefy, you know, run-down era Dwayne The Rock Johnson. After the events of season two, where Fuchs told Mr. Cousineau that Barry murdered his girlfriend Janice Moss, Depressed Barry returns to contract killing, taking jobs on the dark web, which is where you can find all sorts of freaky stuff. Goobers, slut hounds, former child star Haley Joe Osman. Barry's relationship <laughs> with Sally is being tested as Sally becomes preoccupied with writing and starring in Joplin, a semi-autobiographical TV series. Hank is questioned by the police regarding Moss's murder. He diverts their attention away from Barry by identifying Fuchs as the culprit. Gene meets with Barry and threatens him at gunpoint over Moss's murder, but Barry has an idea that he can help Gene get his life back together on film and television, and all will be forgiven, like former child star Haley Joe Osmond. I'm T.C. Dune of the Screener Squad, and Jesus I can't keep this voice up Christ. for an entire review. So I'm going to drop that and introduce the rest of my team here. I am joined by Rose. I don't think any of us can follow that, dude. <laughs> Hi. Mike. I was holding in my laughter. I was completely away from the mic because I was wanting to laugh so fucking hard. <laughs> I was just like, I can't, I can't fucking, I can't stop it. And it's the second time I've seen that because the Barry subreddit, somebody came up with a giant one as well. Yeah. I lost nice. my shit that one, I think I saw that. <laughs> it seemed like a low-hanging fruit that I could really snatch up and make amazing. a meal out of. Hey, Stefan is always in fashion. Of 100%. course. And our, our final member of the group here today, Elliot. Can we just review uh, your bit right there? Yeah. <laughs> 10 hey, out of 10. I, I'm going to give it the same score, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Let's talk Barry Season 3. Feel free to spoil all you want from Season 1 and 2. We'll keep it spoiler-free for the first little while here, and I'll give a spoiler warning for Season 3 before we go all in. But, gang, what did you think of Season 3 here? This is the darkest season of the entire show. Oh, gosh. Worth the wait. Three years. Three-year wait. Has it been three years? Just about. This was supposed to film in March of 2020 originally. Wow. At, like, literally yeah. the moment shit started shutting down. Oh, my it, God. It was originally slated to film a little bit before that, as the other two had been. 
But from what I read, uh, Bill Hader was wanting to take a break after the IT promo tour and writing and stuff like that. He just hadn't had any time to like see his kids or anything. So he's sure. like, oh, you know what? I'm going to take about three or four months off to just chill, and then we can get started. And they started to do that, and then the world caught on fire. Oops. Oops. Yep. <laughs> Oops. Oops. All COVID. They had to protect Henry Winkler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this season is amazing. Good they gave themselves time, I guess, because it, it really paid off. Yeah, when they have the time to craft the story they want to tell without interference from a network or yeah. some streaming service or whatnot. When when a group of producers or a production company can trust the creator to tell the story they want to tell, I feel like there's only ever advantages that happen in that. For sure. I've got I've gone through so many interviews and shit involving Bill Hader throughout the season. I couldn't mm-hmm. stop. The way he talks about how the season is just about forgiveness. Yes. And he's like a lot of shows tend to be like they have their theme and then they work with it. He's like I just start and then eventually we'll find our theme. <laughs> that theme was found and there's a, there's a secondary theme too about the idea of like what will you do for your loved ones? Sure. Kind of yeah, thing sure. involving and I thought that was such a powerful thing, especially the way the season ends. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful the way that ends and I just I can't say anything yet. Sure, so, sure. So yeah. There's a Chechen parable about panthers and a farmer that is said early in this season. And the fable, a man comes across a beautiful farmland, and then he kills all the farmers who live there and takes the land. And the dead souls are wandering purgatory. And then one day a mysterious creature appears to the souls and offers them a choice. Seek vengeance and kill the man or forgive the man and go to heaven and all accept one little boy chooses vengeance the farmer's souls become panthers who angrily kill the man who murdered them and then their souls go to the bottom of the ocean where they drift in the darkest depths for eternity while the little boy goes to heaven and that parable embodies all the main arcs in this season seeking vengeance or forgiveness and vengeance leading to hell and forgiveness leading to redemption there's a third option as it turns out but i won't say why sure sure (laughs) we'll get there (laughs) at least our four main characters embody that really really nicely through the season this is one of those few shows i can be like i have all these theories and then something happens and i have to throw that shit out the window (laughs) because no matter what it's never right Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that's because bill Hader and alec berg read reddit and they're like trying to get ahead of the fans sure (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised the show almost seems like an improv itself i kind of had to be sold on this show from other people when I first started mm-hmm. watching it, because the premise seems so almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. Its premise sounds like an improv. Yeah. Assassin becomes actor, like sure. or joins an acting right. class. Right. And, and the show ends up really surviving on its characters. Bill Hader, Sarah Goldberg, who is, um, you know, this is, a, I think, a career-making turn for oh, her. Yeah. This uh, new character actor played by, I believe his name is uh, uh, Henry Winkler. I'm not, I'm yeah. not familiar with his work before this, but he's really yeah. got a future ahead of him. Yeah, <laughs> man. A future covered in bees. <laughs> this is the performance of his career for me. Oh, yeah. And he's one of those guys that's got hundreds of credits. Sure. Yeah. So. Fonzie, created MacGyver. Like, this guy's been mm-hmm. an institution in Hollywood for decades. I think this is career-defining stuff for everyone. Stephen oh, Root yeah. is another mm-hmm. one. This is the Stephen Root fucking peak. Every fucking time he's on screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always fantastic. But yeah, he has another shining star And Anthony Kerrigan, who plays No Ho Hank, yeah. is such a gem. And what is incredible about this show is as funny as it can be and how dark it can be, it's also mm-hmm. how touching it can be. No Ho Hank has some really yeah. touching moments this season that choked me up. And mm-hmm. there's a moment with Barry himself when he's asking to be told that he's loved. 
that is crushing and is very telling about who Barry is and what he wants in his existence. This season is definitely him at his lowest moment. I mean, they most assuredly hinted at that last season, if not so much hinted, just kind of screamed it by having him do what he did and then enter that dark hallway. And he's just stuck in that dark hallway. Like, he is not in a good place mentally or physically, and it's just amazing watching him having to deal with that this whole season. Yeah. That whole first episode, it's just you see the sadness in him the entire time. He doesn't smile once in the entirety of the first episode. No, and he looks so tired. There's that great part at the end of episode one where he's just like, Hank, I'm fucking losing my mind. Like, I'm seeing shit that's just not there. He is so far at the bottom, and nobody fucking notices. Sally is just so wrapped up in what her big story arc, which is that she got a show based on what happened after the end of this last season. And so she's just wrapped up in her own narcissism in that. And she doesn't even notice that he's like, oh, you never, you didn't go to bed last night? Like, not even realizing that's a red flag as hell. Yeah. <laughs> that this guy who's like, like his five o'clock shadow, he's like losing his shed. They are both toxic for each other. Yeah, anyone else would be like, there's something wrong with that guy. And <laughs> no one fucking says anything for the entire first episode, except for one person. And that's Hank. And yeah. that's because he's the only one who really knows what's going on. It's really interesting to watch both Barry and Sally hit some really low points this season for them in some of the most explosive and and interesting moments of the season. It involves a lot of yelling. (laughs) A lot of yelling. (laughs) That's that's all we can really say. And embarrassment. My God. One of the hardest things to watch in this show, not the violence that is perpetrated on people or to people, one of the hardest things to watch is how embarrassingly accurate Sally is as a character Mm -hmm. in an industry that is just out to destroy people's hearts and souls. And how she is just scraping and crawling her way through this horrible industry very accurately. It's tough to watch sometimes. Among the things that on the show that are amusing, that's one of those things. It's like, this is amusing because it's so real. Yeah, you you definitely feel like Bill Hader and the gang are are working out some stuff and airing some grievances through the show. (laughs) Because this is the most unglamorous I've ever seen Hollywood portrayed. Yeah. It's so perfect that it like the last season did a really good job with it towards the end where where Barry gets that audition for the major movie and she goes <laughs> on this long rant of like like why she's so mad about it. Yeah. And he and another thing that I love about this season again that shows is that Barry is so like doesn't pay attention to anything somebody says that he just <laughs> moves on. He moves on from whatever they say no matter what. Mm-hmm. Because like She's helping him with audition, gives that long fucking speech of her heart and soul, and he goes back into the audition like nothing ever fucking happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd love to get into less vagary here, so why don't we just quickly just go around. Sounds like we all like the season, but just give it a quick yay or nay, and then from this point on, I'd love to move into spoiler territory. So just around the horn, Rose, do you love it or hate it? Absolutely loved it. Like I said, worth the wait. Can't wait for season four. <laughs> Elliot? Yeah, same. Loved it. Cool. Spider Mike? All of all of the love. All, all of, the, of the fucking love. I've been watching the show from day one, and it just keeps fucking getting better every fucking day. I will echo my friends here. This show is fantastic. So with that said, if you're at all interested in Barry, please check it out. It's so bingeable. It's all up on HBO. At the very least, check out Ronnie Lilly. Season 2, episode yeah. 5 is one of the finest pieces of television ever created. But here's the thing. They're all 80 episodes, half an hour each. And you'll get through all three seasons so fast. Yeah. You know, you'll be so mad that you went through for them so fast. <laughs> yeah. So with that said, let's move into some spoiler territory and really get into some nitty gritty here. So some of the most shocking moments in this season, some of the <sighs> hardest truth telling in this season. 
a moment I had to go back and rewatch, and one of the moments that hit me the hardest is Crystal Ball and Noho Hank in Crystal Ball's final moments where he is breathing heavily and Noho Hank hugs him and you hear the last breath of Crystal Ball exhale from his body and Noho Hank's Is that Hank's what was face. going on there? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen a lot of speculation. If it, Was that confirmed? That's what happened? That sound no design, I cranked it up and you, it's very deliberate sound design and Anthony Kerrigan's performance in that moment of silence is beautifully heartbreaking. Uh... I'm, I'm going to save that for whenever <laughs> what happens in season four for confirmation. All right. I, All right. I never know with the show Yeah, and that's yeah. only because I also don't want my heart to break. Yeah. This I know. <laughs> this season was hard enough to watch, damn it. <laughs> Another fine moment which speaks to the knowledge that these people are coming to and creating this show is when Mr. Cousineau is interrogated. He sat opposite Janice's father, Mr. Moss. And what Mr. Moss does there, and I'm not sure if my colleagues here come from an acting background, he does the Meisner method of repeating to his mm -hmm. acting partner in order to get truth. It's an incredible yeah. moment of interrogation. That's also an incredible moment of acting technique. It's a recall to fucking Barry and Sally. Yeah. When he's like, just say I love you over and over again, and then you'll speak what you're thinking. Oh, and he's yeah. just what he's doing. He's yeah. doing that entire technique again. But he's also doing it in the fact that he's a fucking master. A fucking psychopathic interrogator. <laughs> which is one of my favorite moments the entire season is Fuchs being like, he killed himself? Like, and he never gets past it. He refuses yeah. to get past yeah. the fact that Moss causes his interrogator to kill himself. And it's one of the funniest sequences. Twice Fuchs is given a chance to be a goat farmer and he just throws it away. I know. He has a chance to get these beautiful women and he's like, yeah. nope, Barry fucking, I'm mad at Barry. And then just leaves. And it's like, you what idiot. the fuck? But speaking of the fable, I love how Fuchs just nonchalantly goes how long does it take to get the panther army like, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, my guy like it's a real thing and i'm like what the fuck fuchs are you serious and he's like no i'm serious like when do i get the panther i mean she's like i'm trying to teach you a lesson here he's like i don't give a fuck like and that's <laughs> that's how everyone in the season is very few of them learn their lesson except for a handful of them like kusa knows the only one he's forcefully learning this lesson after fearing for his life, mm -hmm. and he's finally, like, relaxed, and he's like, I need to make amends for everything I've done. Seeking forgiveness. And it's, he's the little boy. And it's fascinating to watch him do all this, because he's earnest about it. Some, like, there's a character who's like, you don't care. And he's like, he almost died. His family almost died. He randomly got a dog from almost dying. <laughs> like, there's God. so much going on in Kusuno's life that you just you feel, can't help but feel bad for the guy mm -hmm. throughout it. But you can't help but root for how his story ends in the season or not ends but you know what i mean like the way God, it that, all wrapped up for him at the end there that look on his face such a gut punch it's so perfect with barry having told him you're a terrible actor <laughs> and, and having that happen at the end where he's like oh my god and the ultimate irony there is that probably was kusino's finest moment of acting in his entire life and nobody <laughs> but barry saw mm -hmm. it no nobody mm -hmm. so, but here's the main thing i, I want to talk about barry's descent and the fact that, like, he has the small bit of hope and then he keeps descending. Because that second episode, when he shouts at Sally. Oh, my God. And the way he just says, I need this to fucking live, mm -hmm. was so hard to watch. Yeah. I've rewatched that scene, like, ten times. Which is weird to say after I said <laughs> it's so hard to watch. Because I couldn't stop looking at Bill Hader's face. Because Bill Hader has 
the most memorable facial expressions. His eyes are going like crazy and he's like twitching when he's like yelling at her in that sequence. Mm -hmm. Even the last look on his face, mm. I will never forget them. Him on his knees in that field. Yeah. yeah. The FBI agent holding the gun on him and Barry just breaking down. Yeah, his name's Albert, by the way. Albert, thank There's you. There's so much about Barry that's so subtle in the season. Just looking at his face of everything he does. Like... The moment he gets happy, or he's when he's like, get back in the trunk, mm -hmm. it's like he's got, <laughs> he's got hope for the first time in, like, years, because we don't know how long it's been, because he's got this nasty 5 o'clock shadow. Mm -hmm. Sally's show is clearly full in pre-production. That does not happen overnight. Mm -mm. Everything keeps crashing down. Every plan he thinks he has keeps crashing down, and you're just watching this guy go crazier and crazier. And that moment where he talks to Sally... Because Hank gives him that advice, show him part of you are. He goes into that. It reminded me of the first episode where he first meets NoHo Hank. And he's like, yeah, I stabbed a guy in the nut one time. I could do that for you if you want. That was like, that's the exact way he talks to Sally mm -hmm. about ruining that lady's life. I'll break into her house. I'll take pictures of her. Oh, God, her that was terrifying. She'll never know I was there. Like, that was one of the scariest moments of the whole season. Because that just, how casually he was saying it. He wasn't saying it away to try to make her smile. It was just... With with the, all of the same energy of, oh, yeah, I can go to the store and just pick up some tampons for you or whatever, you know. <laughs> that was terrifying. Yeah. The fact that immediately after he's done, he goes, can I make you some tea? It's the exact same cadence. Yeah. He never changes it. Psychopath. And it's amazing. Yeah. I didn't, I laughed out loud the first time because I didn't expect it. Specifically the line, I replace her dog with a slightly different dog. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that line fucking got me so bad. And, but every time I rewatch that, well, that sequence, I'm like, this is so fucked up. I, I want to talk about about the Barry Revenge Squad, as I will call them, <laughs> is that like every one of them had like uniquely different things going on. Oh, yeah. Every single ending to each one of those is the Panther. Yeah, yes. drowning. yeah. The motorcycle gang sequence is Chef's Kiss. Good, just amazing. Rose, you put it so well, which was that it was the best GTA sequence. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really mention the. Uh, there's a moment where Barry's yelling at Sally, but we didn't talk about what is sort of the sequel to that, which is her, Sally, exploding at her former Employee, assistant, yeah. who has mm -hmm. not so much stolen her show, but sort of yeah. stolen her status. Her, her assistant played by Darcy Carden, the who great is Darcy Carden. one of my favorite actresses working right now. Natalie does this exact same fucking thing Sally does. She goes into a, a moment where she's like talking to her own assistant, and she's like, I'm so hungry, but none of what you're holding. And she's mm -hmm. holding a lot of stuff. Yeah. I want to see what happens to Sally later after being faced with her own behavior <laughs> immediately after doing something like that. And surviving death. Truly yeah. surviving yeah. death. Oh Not the story she concocted about being abused by her ex-boyfriend that she then created in hyperbole on the stage with Barry mm -hmm. last season. Like She truly suffered an assault and a murder and... The corruption of character of her, and you can see the corruption in Natalie. That's what I found so fascinating about Moss. He has so little screen time, but he's also the most terrifying thing mm -hmm. in the entire season for me. Every time he's there, because he's so masterful at what he does. And what I found fascinating about him is he's one of the only ones who doesn't 
choose any of the options in the fable. Mm-hmm. You're so used to everyone going, I'm going to take action into my own hands yeah. that it's surprising that somebody is like, no, that's stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so happy that you're here. You're, you, you're, you're logically thinking about this. And he just and he never fucking sways from it. He's a soldier from a much different war, just a mm-hmm. complete generational difference between the PTSD and how someone uses that to empower themselves well i love what i love about moss is moss is the darkest version of fuchs fuchs has accidentally (laughs) done what moss does on purpose and fuchs was also in vietnam but as like a chef (laughs) it's so weird seeing the parallels between these two guys who are very similar in age had the same war but had wildly different experiences it's also goes to nature and nurture and what someone is at their core and what they can become which is a lot of the core of what Barry, as a premise, is doing with what can an actor become with the tools they have within them and the tools that they have been given. I, I think one of the other things, too, that separates them so much is the presence of Janice. I mean, Fuchs, as far as we know, doesn't have any kids. There's certainly none that he cares about, even though... Uh, Moss Sr. came from a much darker, much more violent past in the same war, he still comes out to be a pretty decent guy. And I think definitely his daughter had a hand in that, just her very presence, because, you know, children soften people in most cases. And then the loss of her reversed that course a little bit, but without stripping him of his, you know, goodness. Yeah. There's so much humanity in what Moss does. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm just going to, I'm going to spoil what happens. I'm just going to say, is Barry's fucking caught. Yeah. And I want to talk about his facial expressions in that entire sequence. Because before Barry knows he's caught, the look on his face when he's about to pull the gun is a face of, I'm just going to get this over with. Yeah. It's the kind of face of just like, ah, oh, this is a chore I got to do real quick. Like, he's nonchalantly. Like, mm-hmm. even after Albert, um, something we didn't ex- even mention, that Albert gave him a second chance again. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking again. And Barry's just like... I'm just gonna take care of this real quick. Yeah. As if he was taking the trash out real quick. I'm gonna take the trash out and then I'm gonna go home, pack, and then leave. It's like, what That's the fuck, an attitude Barry? we've seen him have in other scenes in the series, especially ones where he has to kill people, where he's just like, oh, I gotta go do this real quick. But this time, it it's so reckless about it that he can't think straight and yeah he fucking gets caught (laughs) yeah man that's been a big theme throughout the whole season is barry's descent into not really psychopathy but but yeah i mean just psychosis psychosis yeah strong lack of empathy at least he says really in this season that he's lost he doesn't know where to go Mm -hmm. what to do who he Mm -hmm. is he's right back to where he was at the beginning of the series of yeah not knowing his place or what he's even meant to do or be yeah because acting was the the light pulling him out of the darkness and then that got taken away from him yeah and i think people i mean we all find ourselves lost at times but people who find them themselves really really lost like barry find solace in kind of acting like a robot sometimes that can be their escape if you don't know what to do you just stop thinking about what to do but you know as we see that leads to some really dark places yeah. well it's something albert said about barry in the season he's like the human icebox is taking acting <laughs> That's his reaction to finding out Barry is doing these things. Albert's almost proud of how Barry is when he's mm. just like, when he talks about the monastery, I'm like, no, whoever did this had to be fucking like a motherfucking badass. Yeah. The first person he thinks about is Barry. There no random Chechen assassin in the top of his head. He's like, there's one person in this fucking city who I know who could have fucking taken out that monastery mm-hmm. with a handgun. Because that's the thing about <laughs> Barry is that dude, if he had wanted to, 
and I know how fucked up this is to say, he could have taken out all of those cops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he was shocked. He didn't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, blue screen. All those SWAT guys coming out of the darkness, mm -hmm. and he's like, and that look on his face, again, I will never forget that look on his face when he turns and looks towards where Kusuno is standing, and it's just a, a face of like, <laughs> uh, what do I do? Yeah, he blue screen like Rose said, <laughs> just completely, just like, uh, and even the cops are like, he's, not, I guess he's not gonna shoot, so yeah. we'll, take, we'll grab him now. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just like, and the final shot of Moss just standing there, and that picture and frame of his daughter of mm. Janice, because he's the only one out of everyone who didn't do either one. He didn't forgive, and he didn't fucking seek want vengeance. revenge. Mm. He seeked justice, and that is fascinating to me. That that's how this season ends. And we got to wait now to see what happens with season four, because there's a number of ways they can go here and we can speculate all we want. But I'm definitely excited to see where this show goes from here, because this show is fantastic. It's funny and it's dark as hell. It's bingeable as hell. Hater is on fire. The whole cast is the hype you are hearing is real about Barry. If you've listened to this spoiler section, I have to assume you watched the season and we didn't just blow it for you. But if we did and you still are interested, please, please seek this out. Yes, it's it's so good. Check it out anyways. This show is at the point where I'm hoping, and I feel like they do, have an ending in mind. Because a show of this quality, where it's at now, is going to be made or broken by how they land it. How they ended. There's an interview with Bill Hader and Alec Berg where they're talking about it, and they're like, "The only way I can see the show ending is is him dying." Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that's what I've been saying for a while is is either him in a body bag or in jail, and well, one of those just got ticked off the list. Yeah. And it's not over yet, so I had, who knows? I love uh, again. I, I keep fucking listening to every interview Bill Hader's done. He's like, I was surprised that people thought the jail thing would be the ending. <laughs> He's like, that's not how true crime stories work because he likes the idea of it as the way a true crime story is that. True crime stories don't end at the arrest. Nope. Yeah. There's always stuff afterwards. That's what Bill Hader's doing with it. Yeah. I can't be fucking happier. Seasons one and two for me are tens, 100%. As I said, Ronnie Lilly, season two, episode five. Oh, God, so good. I've watched mm -hmm. it a dozen times just to show people the show. I'm like, you like this? Watch the rest of it. The surrealness. I don't want you to hear me say that and think I didn't like this season. I think it's just slightly less than what we've gotten before, but still, this show is incredible. It's just a smidge Great. lesser than season one and two, and I'm sure COVID played a part in that. I'm really, yeah. really excited to see where Hader and Berg take this show into season four and, and maybe a fifth. But as far as Barry season three is concerned, I'm going to give it a nine out of ten off-screen panther attacks. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sound design is so fucking brutal. <laughs> also, Akmel's final fuck you made me laugh so hard. Man. Man, I didn't have to do that. my guy like that. He was one of my favorite characters. I bet you got bit in the exact same spot. The exact same totally spot. totally did. You got shot. Somebody on Reddit either joking slash half theorizing that he survived the panther attack and it was actually Noho Hank that shot him on accident through the wall. And I'm like, oh, you know God. what? That's probably exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally go cool with that. I want that to be the reveal so bad. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Well, let's continue with final thoughts here. Elliot, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think I just about exhausted everything. This is another great season. This is a really wild, amazing, great show, as evidenced by the fact we just can't stop talking about it. We really probably could go on for another couple hours. Sure. This is like the best parts of Breaking Bad. I, I got a lot of sort of Breaking Bad yes. vibes I can see that. this season. 
uh, especially when it got really tense towards the end. And I don't say that about a lot of stuff. This is the season that should really make the careers of Bill Hader as a director, Sarah Goldberg as an actress, absolutely. I think we're going to see her a lot, lot more. Uh, same with Anthony Kerrigan. I think this is big for him. Again, Harry, Henry Winkler somehow gives his best performance at like 70-something. Incredible. Yeah, I, I, I really love this season. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to do. I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> I lost it on that part, too. Yeah, this show is this is the darkest season of the entire thing. What Henry Winkler has stated this is the most challenging thing he's ever done in his entire career was this season. And I believe that 100,000%. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Root also is like, this is a magical show. This is one of those once-in-a-lifetime shows that actors want. And all of these actors have given it their all. This is career-defining for everyone involved. No matter how small your role is, you're going to be remembered as that guy and, and Barry, no matter what the fuck it the is. The beignets guy is going to be memorable. Whether it's the beignet guy. <laughs> I forgot about him. <laughs> whether it's the, yeah, what is the beignet guy or whether it's the car salesman who's cheating on his wife in the middle of a commercial. That fuck, or just even fucking a guy who's just like, I was dancing. I'm sorry. So I had some small issues with it, but the season was so perfect. I can't fault anything for it. Yeah. And I have to give it 10 out of 10 all the sauces. Just all the sauces. <laughs> because, my God. Rose. Yeah, I mean, all, all of that and more. Uh, I, I do agree with you, though. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels the same way that there's just something missing from the first two seasons. But it is still... Ex, ex, well, yeah. But it is exceptionally good. But just like if the, if the other two seasons were at 100%, this one's at like 97 still extraordinarily good i was just blown away every single episode i mean i truly nail-biting edge of my seat stuff best acting i've seen from bill Hader yet this most definitely earned several emmys for people in the cast and it's going to make it even more difficult to go back and watch clips of him on snl being goofy after the season Especially that last episode. Yeah. But yeah, I I too have to give it a nine and a half suspect beignets out of ten. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I didn't know this until fairly recently is that people who got early screenings of the show, they got all the episodes up until that moment when he gets Ooh. when he eats that beignet. Oh. They had to wait for the the last two. Oh! I was like, holy shit, I would have been fucking losing my mind. Sucks to suck. If I'm being honest, it's not the first time that I've fallen down after eating a big old beignet. 